You've found the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Delight your soul, feed your spirit, and sharpen your mind with anointed teaching and discussion on subjects such as faith healing, miracles, end-time prophecy, holiness, and everything that apostolics love. And now here's your host, pastor, author, blogger, and teacher, Charles Rodas. If you haven't heard about my book on fasting, it is titled Fasting Secrets Revealed. This is Brother Rodas. Uh, here are a few of many exciting testimonies about my book. Uh, w. Garden says, I've read numerous books on fasting and this one is probably the best. Stephanie B. writes, excellent read and I've read a lot of books on fasting. It was fresh content that really is inspiring. F.C. Warren writes, The last six or seven months, I've read probably eight or nine books on fasting. This book is probably one of my favorites on the subject because I feel a spirit of faith and revelation at work in this book. Simple but powerful. This book will ignite a fire in you for fasting. And one more uh, by Vivian F. I purchased this book on fasting and it's the best book I've ever read on the subject. Now, Fasting Secrets Revealed was ranked number one in Amazon Bible study. Fasting Secrets Revealed is was featured in IBC Perspectives magazine. And Fasting Secrets Revealed is one of the most mentioned books in Apostolic Review in 2020. Now, you can get Fasting Secrets review, uh, Revealed on Amazon or my website. Save a little money on my website, which is www.charlesarotis.com. Well, praise the Lord. This is Charles Rodis. I am so excited to be with you tonight. Uh, we're talking about everything apostolic. That is our podcast label. And tonight we're going to be talking again from the book of Revelation, the subject of end time Bible prophecy. And it's one thing to hear Bible prophecy from anybody. It's another thing to hear it from an apostolic preacher. Praise the Lord. And that's what I am. Thank God and thank God for you. So we're going to look again at Revelation 13, and then we're going to go to Matthew. We're going to spend some time in these little passages talking about the mark of the beast, 666. All right, so we're going to read again as we did. If you heard our last podcast on the subject of end time Bible prophecy, we did spend the whole uh, time in Revelation 13, but today we're going to spend a few minutes uh, with those last three verses as we did uh, in the previous session. So let's take a look. Uh, Revelation 13 and 16. It's good if you can read along with so you can see what we're talking about. All right. This is the, the prophecy talking about the world economy. Now, God, as I mentioned in the last session, uh, three main parts there uh, was talking about world government 
and uh, that started at verse 1, then verse uh, 11 started talking about world religion, and then verse 16 is world economy. So if you did not hear the last session with us, uh, you might want to take a listen and see what that was all about. So verse 16, let's read here. World economy is the subject, and he causes all both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the, the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom, here is wisdom, that him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six score, 306. Now, specifically, what I'm going to talk about in this podcast session is who will take the mark of the beast who's going to sign up for this deal all right are you am i who's going to sign up for the mark of the beast okay we're going to talk about that plainly today uh and uh, we appreciate you being on with us again feel free to share and like and all that good stuff we surely surely appreciate this is our third podcast and we want to grow and be a blessing to the apostolic community and everybody else all right so again verse 16 he causes he who is the he not talking about god no it's not (coughs) this is talking about the antichrist the world government he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. Now, last week we led into this. We talked about the Antichrist. We talked about the world government. Okay, it was one session. It wasn't complex uh, like I could be in more detail, but I give an overview. But you, if you haven't heard it, take a listen. But here... The Antichrist, which is going to be a man. Now, hey, today's date of the recording here is July 15th, 2022. I believe that uh, the Antichrist is a man. I've heard that the Antichrist is um, a system, and I've heard that the Antichrist is just a spirit. I've heard um, that there is no specific quote-unquote antichrist uh, in the scripture, but I believe that it's completely wrong, completely false, and there will be a man that will rise to power, and one of these days, Lord willing, we will do a study on the antichrist. As I mentioned before, there is about 50, uh, maybe 51, 52 prophecies directly on the subject of of the Antichrist. Now, these prophecies are in the scripture. Of course, scriptures or passages uh, regarding the Antichrist. They describe him to a T. We'll know him when he stands up because how the Bible describes him. Now, God wants us to know who he is. Now, um, so he's going to cause all that's you, that's me, that's everybody else, small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehands. Now, you and I, hopefully, we're not going to take it. I'm not going to take it. Hopefully you will not take it. I know everybody's mind, everybody in their Christian mind says, I'm not going to take it regardless of their Christian faith. If they say that they're here during that time, some believe that the church will be raptured out. Some believe that the church will be here for some time. Some believe the church will go through seven years. There's all kinds of beliefs uh, on the subject here, but we're not going to talk about all that today. 
my brothers and sisters, we're going to just talk here about the mark of the beast and who is going to take the mark, all right? But listen to what this mark of the beast is going to do. This mark of the beast, remember the beast, as I said in the last session, a beast in Bible prophecy is not some scary monster coming up out of, you know, Lake Michigan out of Chicago or the Atlantic Ocean or something like that. It's not what that is. It's not the, uh, you know, s- s- some monster from the Black Lagoon. You know, it's it's not that. The beast is talking about the world government. It's talking about the world government. All right. So now a beast can, let me correct that. The, a beast in Bible prophecy can be the the world government or it can be a government, or it can be the leader of the government. Here it's talking about the Antichrist, the leader of the world government. Today we know that as the United Nations. He's going to cause everybody, if at all possible, to take the mark. Uh, or as save he that had the mark. Let me, I'm sorry, verse 17. Let's read that more clearly. And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Praise the Lord. So again, you cannot buy, you're not going to be able to buy, you that have children, you're not going to buy milk, you're not going to buy food, baby food, formula, you're not going to buy anything. Your money is going to be worthless. You're going to, your money is going to be of completely no value at all. You could throw your cash in the streets if you have money in the bank um you can just you know you're not going to be able to get to it you're not going to have access to it because you're going to have this identification this government identification you're going to need that to get access to your money all right that's just the way it's going to be so people like myself i'm not going to take the mark so guess what i won't go to work anymore There'll be no use to going to work because I can't spend the money that I make, all right? I won't have access to my checking account, savings account, any other type of accounts that I may have. If you have any investments, anything you have, 401k, you can't even cash it in. It's all going to be useless, void, and of no value to you. So you might want to think about spending it now. (laughs) But... uh, the, the the truth is your money is not going to be of any value. Um, you can't buy gas for your car. You say, well, I'm just going to leave the country. I'll buy a ticket. Well, you know, it may be too late. Uh, where are you going to go that's not going to have the mark of the beast? You're going to go live at a hut somewhere in the deep parts of Africa where, you know, they just buy and sell and trade uh, with furs. And <laughs> there's people that still live like that, by the way. Uh, I have some family that are missionaries, and we talk about it, all right? There are people that still live that way in certain parts of the country or certain parts of the world, I should say. But the Antichrist is going to force everyone to take the mark, okay? And without it, you can't buy or sell. All right, that's going to be a pretty bad situation. So this mark, this government identification, that's what it is. Because you're going to yield to the government. They're going to put pressure, like right now. What is what is the government doing in the United States regarding COVID vaccines? Are they putting pressure on people? 
you better know they are. They are constantly putting pressure on the residents of this country to take all the different COVID vaccines. All right, like Dr. Fossey, you can wear two or three masks, be up to date on all of your uh, inoculations and still get COVID because he just had COVID recently. All right, but see, they're still pressing us to take it. Now, I'm not against you or for you either way. That's I, I don't have an opinion on that. I have my own belief in what I do. Okay, I'm not here to talk about that today. But my point is this world government is going to put pressure on the citizens of the world, modern nations, no doubt, most likely, especially to take this government ID. It's going to be very simple. It's going to be, who knows, it may be, I've got a debit card in my hand right here. It may be just like this debit card. I don't know how simple is it going to be. It's not going to be like, oh, we're going to stamp your head with a, uh, okay, let me grab this marker over here. Okay, this Sharpie, this mark 666 across your forehead. Listen, it's not going to be that way. It's it's going to be something simple that you can accept, and it's going to be very needed and acceptable. The government is going to, they're going to be very wise with this. Maybe. We don't know for sure. They may put much pressure on us. But if they don't verbally put pressure on us, when you can't buy or sell, That's enough pressure within itself. That's enough pressure within itself when your money just ran out today. The groceries that you have that you own today, the gas that's in your car today, let's just say the mark of the beast was instituted today. You say, but brother Otis, I'm going to be raptured out. Mm, Okay. All right. Let's just say you're not. What, 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 What if you're not? Okay. Let's just talk about that. For a minute, what if you're not? No, let's just talk about it. You're not raptured out. Let's just say that is the case. All right. What are you going to do when today was the last day? And it, you know, or last yesterday, yesterday was the last day at midnight. Your money was no good. So you've got a half a tank of gas in one car. The other car is on empty. Uh, you've got. You know, you've got five gallons of milk you bought. You've got, you know, several uh, packages of bottled water. You've got a freezer in the garage. You got it full of meat. And, you know, a month, two months, you're out out of food. Or you're scavenging possibly by that time. Let's say you make it six months. Okay, you've got a storehouse. You're one of those that really stored up a lot of food for this day. Okay, maybe you can go a year. Maybe you go two years. Wonderful. You know, that's God is going to supply. He's going to supply for his elect. Let, let me show you how, how I know that. He's going, he's going to supply. I'm not against anyone uh, having reserves. We have some reserves. <clears throat> not not near as much as most people people that are really into that, but we have a little more than the average, probably, probably more than anybody in my neighborhood, but, uh, bad times are here and, and worse times are coming. 
Oh, yeah. If it's not this year, it may be next year. It may be the following year, maybe a few years down the road. We don't know when it's going to happen, but we may just wake up one day and on the news all day long. That's all they talk about. There has been a new system adopted for spending. It's going to make life easier for everybody. You don't have to worry about cash anymore. Your your accounts are frozen. You've got a million dollars. You've got CDs. You've got a couple million dollars in 401k, 403b accounts. You've got mutual funds, all these things that you may have. Uh, guess what? It's all frozen without the mark of the beast. So that's useless. So we might as well give more to the church, huh? We might as well we might as well fund revival while we can because that's what they did in the early church. Acts two, they brought their belongings while they could and they funded revival because soon it will be too late. I'm not telling you to sell your house. I'm not telling you to sell everything and give it. I'm I'm not telling you to do that. I'm just saying uh, there's going to come a time when we're probably going to want to do that because it's going to be useless to us anyway. So if, if when that happens, then we'll deal with it. But I thank God that he is going to supply every need of his church, of his apostolic church that has been blood washed. We've repented, baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, evidenced by speaking in tongues, living holiness, living upright before God. God's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. He's going to do that. All right, so who's going to take the mark of the beast? All right, let's go to Matthew 24. Matthew 24. All right, Matthew chapter 24. Look at verses 22. Thank you, Jesus. Am I in the right spot? Yes, I am. All right. 24, 22 of Matthew. And except those days should be shortened, what? There should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. I heard somebody say that was talking about the Jews. That's not talking about the Jews. That's talking about us that have been blood washed. We've been born of the water and spirit. We're born again baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. That's us. We are the elect. We are the chosen. God has chosen. He's called us out. All right? But he said he would accept those days should be shortened. There should no flesh be saved. It's going to be so bad during the days of the mark of the beast and the world government as it takes over as a as a beast. <laughs> Uh, as it takes over the world, oh yeah, the United Nations is currently the, the the world government. Did you know there's a World Bank as well? Oh yeah, there's a there's already a World Bank in in place. Sure, there is. Uh, so, but if if God did not shorten the days, He said no flesh, no one would be saved. That's how bad it's going to be, even on us, even on us. But, he says, for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. He's going to shorten those days. How's he going to shorten them? You know, maybe he's going to decide, okay, well, I want to 
do this, but he's going to say, I'm going to cut it off here because too many of my people are dying, too many people are suffering, too many of my people are being killed. Uh, Whatever it is, he said he's going to shorten the days for the elect sake. Praise God. I'm glad I'm the elected. Aren't you glad that you're the elect, part of the elect? Verse 23, then if any man shall say unto you, lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. Now, I'll just throw this in since we're reading it. You may know, and if you don't, you're going to know now. Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. It's not talking about Jesus. Oh, Jesus is over here. Or Jesus is in Washington, or Jesus is in L.A., or Jesus is in Colorado. That's not what that's talking about. It's talking about the anointing. Christ means the anointed. Or here is the, as I, as I could say it, in more of a, a, a modern, uh, or I should say a modern or original vernacular. Let me, let me say it this way. That if any man shall say unto you, lo, here is an anointed one, or there is an anointed one, believe it not. No, don't, believe, don't even believe it. Why? For there shall arise false Christ, false anointed ones, false anointings, and false prophets. Verse 24, there shall arise false Christs and false prophets. What are they going to do? And shall show great signs and wonders. Who's going to show? Who's going to heal the sick? I Listen, I've been healed by God. Maybe you've been healed by God. We believe in miracles. We're apostolic. We're Pentecostal to the core. And we believe in signs and miracles and wonders. And we believe in these things and they're real. And God still does them. And we're going to see them until the coming of the Lord. But let me tell you, that's he's not talking about us here. False prophets are going to show great signs and wonders. Verse 24, false prophets are going to show great signs and wonders. Not just us. God's not going to use, let me say it this way. God's going to use us, but there's going to be others that are going to be used by Satan to bring forth miracles to deceive the people. Who's going to be saved? Who's going to take the mark of the beast? I'll tell you who's who's not going to take the mark of the beast. God's elect is not going to take the mark of the beast because he'll shorten the days if he has to. That's how much he cares and loves his people, his church. All right, so the false prophets shall rise, show great signs and wonders, in so much that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. There it is again, same type of statement, same statement. It says it in verse 22, says it again in verse 24. So he makes a strong, strong point here. Jesus is talking. He's making a strong point here. It's going to be bad. It's going to be terrible. You know, verse 21 says there's going to be great tribulation in those days. All right. That the world has never seen. This is how bad it's going to be. And when we hear about families being arrested, maybe I will be arrested. Maybe you will be arrested for not taking the mark of the beast. Why? Because we look like nuts. We're the religious kooks that's trying to grow gardens in the backyard and save rainwater to have something to drink, right? Living in the dark because we haven't paid electric bill because they turn it off on us, right? All that stuff. And the house is getting ready to be repoed. The police knocking on our door. You've got kids. Guess what? They're going to be after you because you've got kids. 
All right. But again, he's going to he's going to shorten the days. He's going to shorten the days for the people that have children that have babies. Listen, they're going to get you for neglect. That's what they're going to accuse you of. They're going to want to take your kids. But you don't have to fear. God's got our back. He's got us. You say, well, I don't believe we're going through all this. Well, a, a lot of people didn't believe they were going to go through things. The Christians in Rome, after the death of the Lord, they didn't believe that they would be slaughtered like they were. How many were slaughtered in, in, in Jerusalem and the cities round about? And they were even taken in Rome and the Colosseum and they were fed the lions and they were played with like, you know, like they were wild animals and the lions and the tigers and all that came out and ate the Christians. This, this, this craziness still happens in the world in remote places. We've heard about it. We've heard of ISIS killing Christians uh, back several years ago and putting them in the orange jumpsuits. So let's not say it can't happen or think that it can't happen to us just because we haven't seen it in America or in these modern nations to that magnitude doesn't mean we won't. And I hope we won't. And I think we won't. And you know, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I don't want to see that, but there are, will be places that, that will happen. So who's going to take the mark of the beast? Everyone that's not born again of the water and spirit will take the mark of the beast. People that believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's, that's all they have as far as salvation. They feel they call that salvation. They will take the mark of the beast. They will be so deceived because they don't have the Holy Ghost. See, the Holy Ghost is the revealer of truth. It is the spirit of truth. That's why you've got to have the Holy Ghost. This, the Holy Ghost is the spirit of truth. It is the teacher. There are a lot of Christians, quote unquote, in this world that have God with them. But you've got to have more than God with you. You've got to have him in you. See, you've got to have him inside of you, and you only have him inside of you via the experience of the Holy Ghost, evidenced by speaking with tongues. Man, this is a powerful passage, and I know you've probably got a thousand questions. Um, and you know what? We all have questions, but we don't all have the answers, do we? But the answers are in this book, the answers that God wants us to have right now. And as time goes on, knowledge increases in this world, and God reveals more to us. God reveals more to his people. God reveals more to his bride. And then we are able to see more clearly of these end times. The end times are not coming. No, the end time is not coming. The end times are here. We're living in them now. So who's going to take the mark of the beast? Everyone that has not obeyed Acts 2.38. We can't accept the idea that they were, you know, good Christians, quote unquote. They were good people. They never hurt anybody. We've got to reach for the lost at all costs. We've got to reach for those that are not saved because they've got to have this new birth experience. It's Apostolic is not a religion. We, we know that. But if you're listening, you that may be listening and you're not, you don't claim what we claim, this apostolic faith and baptized in Jesus name, filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. You don't claim that. You don't believe that's necessary. Apostolic is not about a religion. It's not a religion. It's 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 a belief of the New Testament apostles. The apostles got their doctrine. They got their teachings from Jesus. Three and a half years with Jesus. If Jesus taught you face to face for three and a half years, you would know a lot, wouldn't you? 
You would. You would be indoctrinated. Maybe except one, Judas, he fell away. He was not so indoctrinated like he should have been. But the rest, and then Paul later on and others came, turned the world upside down with this gospel, this Acts 2.38 message. Praise God. So we've got to win the lost at all costs. We've got to reach as many as we can. Turn somebody onto this broadcast. It may just reach somebody. It may just stir somebody's heart. Because we are in the last days. And how many? How much time do we have before the mark of the beast comes? How much time do we have before they begin to force us? How much time do we have before they cut off our money, our money system as we know it right now? In America, we have the dollar, which isn't worth much. And right now, at the time of this broadcast, the newsmakers say that we are approaching on the verge of a recession. And um, depending on when you listen to this, we may or may not be in it, may get worse. We don't know. I'm not here to predict the future, but I am here to preach this gospel. And see, prophecy from Scripture is not... It's not, uh, it's not a guesstimate. <laughs> it's not a prediction, my friend. Prophecy is not a prediction. Prophecy is from God. And about a third of your Bible is prophetic in nature. What I'm talking about referring to the future and what God is doing. God has already fulfilled so many things. And he's going to fulfill the rest. Well, praise the Lord. I just, again, I'm just elated that you have joined with us today and been part of this broadcast, this podcast. Who will take the mark of the beast? Well, if you've been blood washed through the name of Jesus, you know, because the blood is in the name and the name is in the blood. Did you know that? (laughs) Yes, it is. You've been baptized in Jesus' name. You've been blood washed. You've been filled with the Holy Ghost. You have the indwelling spirit. You have the water and the spirit birth of John 3, 5. And if you'll walk with God now, he'll give you power then to overcome. And you will be an overcomer. So walk in your power. Walk in your authority. My friend, walk in it because he wants you to, because you are a child of God. He's given you power to walk in it, to live right, to overcome this world and the vices of this world. So I encourage you today to do that. Go forward with God. Be a witness and help us here spread the gospel. I thank you for listening. Until next time, this is Brother Charles Rodis with Everything Apostolic. Thank you for listening to the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review for it as it provides tremendous feedback to this ministry. Don't forget more resources are available at www.charlesarodis.com. There you will find Pastor Rodis's books and also the newsletter and a free gift when you subscribe to the newsletter. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.